Support for WRFA is brought to you in part by listeners like you, who believe in the vital public service WRFA provides through its arts and education programming, as well as through our coverage of local news and public affairs. Plus, your generous support lets us provide a number of volunteer-based programs to be shared on our airwaves. Help keep community radio in Jamestown and Chautauqua County alive by making a contribution today. To make a tax-deductible donation or learn more about becoming a station underwriter, use the donate page on our website, wrfalp.com, or send a check to WRFA Radio, 116 East 3rd Street, Jamestown, New York. Or you can call 716-664-2465. And again, you are listening to Community Matters. Chautauqua County Executive B.J. Wendell held a press briefing to give his thoughts on Governor Kathy Hochul's State of the State address that she gave on Tuesday, January 9th. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Chautauqua County Executive P.J. Wendell. I'd like to welcome you with our media press release uh, this morning, this afternoon, excuse me, uh, you know, right here from uh, the third floor at the Jurassi Office Building here in Mayville, New York. Uh, just a few of my own personal observations and responses to the governor's um, State of the State address yesterday. Uh, likewise, uh, also uh, a member of the board of directors of NISAC. Uh, so we do have some of NISAC's responses, which I'm very critical uh, and supportive of, but also uh, yesterday met with county executives across New York State, including New York City Mayor Eric Adams, who technically uh, is one of the 19 county executives here in New York State. Uh, just to recap on a personal note, one of the things that struck me uh, and, and some of the opening remarks was the governor's commitment to education. And the reason I say that is, as many of you know, I, I've had a, a 25 plus years in the educational system. Uh, and as many of us, we've seen a transition over the years in, in our educational system right here in New York State. One of the things she was committed to is getting back to basics. Uh, one of the things I prided myself on growing up was phonics. Uh, somebody made Reporting millions of dollars on Hooked on Phonics, so <laughs> I think it's paramount that the governor wants to bring phonics back. Uh, she did talk about getting away from, you know, some of the crazy, um, uh, the crazy curriculums that are out there. And I agree, I think if you walk in any public school in Western New York, Chautauqua County, or New York State for that matter, you see a lot of, of abandoned projects, uh, school projects, and new curriculums that are left on shelves you know, thousands if not tens of thousands of dollars worth of books and workbooks and material and supports, you know, different things. So it's good that the governor wants to get back to basics, you know, reading, writing, arithmetic, although, you know, they were what we focused on many years ago. They are still the backbone and the core. We can just take those to a new level in higher education. And when I mean higher education, we, we talk about the newer technologies and the increased levels of math, science, STEM, and STEAM as we go forward. Uh, overall, very, uh, very supportive of the governor's fight on crime. I think that's a paramount. Um, you know, we've seen a lot of changes with bail reform. As, as you know, we've seen a lot of instances where uh, I've heard from law enforcement specifically that, you know, that those that they arrest, apprehend, basically look and say, just give me my ticket so I can get out of here. Uh, I think that needs to change. I think the, the punishments need to fit the crimes as far as who needs to be remanded on bail. Uh, those are critical, and the governor is very well aware of those. Uh, I think the biggest piece that anyone across New York State and across our country will tell you is our increased um, issues with mental health. One of the, the items that the governor also committed to was increased mental health presence in our public schools. I think that's critical. 
again, as an educator, uh, my last several years working in a kindergarten, first and second grade building, identifying learning disabilities is very critical at a young age so children can be molded. But the same thing with our mental health issues. These aren't things that are going to be plagued, uh, the children are going to be plagued with for life. But if we can identify, get treatment and counseling at an early age, that will then assist that child, the parents and the teachers to create a better learning environment for our students. So again, very supportive of, of increased mental health, not only across New York State for our residents, but also uh, in our public schools. Uh, interestingly enough, the governor was very critical of the change um, in closing mental health facilities uh, over a decade ago. And in that time, um, she's been very focused on you know reversing that trend. So again, hats off. Uh, also looking at uh, some of the things protecting um, our citizens um, in consumer protection. You know, cons protecting our small businesses for these looters that come in and ransack a, a business and then have the audacity to take those items that they stole from a, a store and put it online and profit from that sale. It used to be, you know, the black market. It was something you'd sell from the back of your car, uh, you know, in an alley somewhere. Well, now they're brazen enough that they'll sell this stuff on the internet. Uh, something that they may have taken from a, a small stop or a small retailer, you know, here in New York State. So, again, these are all things very supportive of uh, going forward. A couple of things that we touched on from the NISAC perspective as well as her increased support of agricultural. Agriculture, which is obviously the backbone of Chautauqua County. A reform in civil service, that is critical. As many municipalities, school districts, and everyone can tell you, uh, the civil service component is valuable, but the system itself is antiquated and outdated. So it does need to be reevaluated. Uh, reevaluated. You know, economic workforce development is a, is a critical piece as well. Environment and energy, um, we have the CLCPA that they passed into law, uh, and they're moving towards a cleaner environment here in New York State. But again, uh, some of those things bring about their own challenges, and it's going to take many, many billions of dollars investment moving forward. Um, our cyber and IT issues are incredible in New York State. The governor did state she wanted to be the epicenter of AI, artificial intelligence. Well, I, I support AI. I'm a little, uh, little mixed right now because we've all seen uh, you know, movies where AI has taken over and, and hasn't taken over in a good way. So there is a, a level of concern, but we all uh, are looking at that. And, and speaking with other county executives, there have been some... Uh, AI developments, but there were some unique things that have been brought to light uh, as uh, some have used AI. It's been effective. Uh, it will help us, and I know counties are embracing the, the use of AI going forward. It's something I'll sit down with my IT director as well, but a little leery just yet, uh, again, as to what AI is capable of and how it's going to help. Um, you know, if we're looking at, in, you know, general involvement in government, our courts, um, higher education, you know, something that, that I personally uh, have not been in favor of is even year voting. Uh, you know, the, the support was originally was going to be a cost savings to counties. That wasn't the case. Uh, then they talked that, um, you know, it would, um, the, the, the argument to that, excuse me, would be that you start to diminish your local races if you put it with, uh, you know, the larger state and federal races that it would increase voter turnout. Well, you're always going to have an increased voter turnout on those years. You're not increasing more. You're just moving an election to where there's already more voters. Um, you know, the other point and where counties have been united bipartisanly across the state is that this is a home rule issue. The state legislature 
and I know our both assemblymen and senator oppose this. That's basically the state coming in and ca telling counties how to run their counties. If we wanted to move to an even year voting, we could do that. It's within the power of every chartered county in New York State. But the way that it came about is very challenging. So there are lawsuits uh, gearing up. Uh, many of us are in support of challenging uh, the legality of, of uh, our even year voters uh, voting. Um, we, the governor did talk recreation swimming. Um, you know, I started swimming. I think my parents started swimming at a very young age, uh, almost as when I was able to walk some many years ago. Uh, but it's critical learning how to swim and increasing, you know, people's abilities to stay safe in water. That is critical. We have many beautiful lakes and recreation areas. We don't want people in those waters that aren't familiar, don't know how to swim. So, an increased structure, or an increased um, effort in funding public pools, but also funding lifeguards and lifeguard training. Uh, as a lifeguard many years ago, it's very rigorous training, it's very in-depth, but again, you are responsible for the lives of all of those individuals on your beaches, in your pools, uh, in your recreation areas, so it's really important. Infrastructure, huge piece. We have some infrastructure projects going on here in Chautauqua County. Water and sewer, two of the biggest ones. Also talking about public access to broadband and our internet, so again, very supportive of all these efforts. Again, public health and mental health critical pieces that need to be addressed here in New York State, also public safety and criminal justice reform. So again, uh, very supportive uh, of the governor's initiatives. There's some that I would you know, look at and not really get all 100% behind, but I think all in all, you know, we need to address issues. And somebody has said before, uh, the governor didn't use these terms, but you know, the best time to plant a tree was 25 years ago. The best day to plant it, the second best day, is to plant it today. So my belief is the governor is looking at these challenges we've had before and taking a stance now and making those changes. So we'll see where this goes. Uh, again, excited about what we were hearing yesterday. A couple things excited me. A couple things, you know, it's, it's the usual uh, rhetoric that we heard. But all in all, uh, it's a challenging agenda for the governor. But I think the most important uh, announcement she's going to have is next week when we see the budget because all these initiatives cost money so we'll see where that goes and um, you know our responsibility the governor mentioned a four billion dollar deficit um, you know that's where the state needs to focus and I know our, our representatives are fiscal watchdogs but the state needs to focus on their spending as well so uh, again excited about the state of the state uh, it's always great to be in Albany and, and see the fervor and the hum uh, of what goes on on that special day uh, but more so, great to be in the presence of other county executives as we met uh, yesterday morning prior to that. So uh, at this time, uh, I'll take any questions uh, moving forward. Uh, let's start with uh, WRFA and uh, Julia Cislahan. Well, I guess one thing I would ask a county executive is that you, you were over, you know, overwhelmingly you know, positive about what came out of the state of the state. Was there anything that caused you great concern that you're hearing before the budget comes out? Uh, not necessarily, uh, like anything else, the, she talks about the changes, but what, how are we going to pay for those, right? So that's, that's a concern. Um, you know, last year the governor came out and said, we want to build 800 new homes in such an, a, a period of time. I think she's realized that that wasn't supported and she said it in the address yesterday. Uh, I think looking at our opportunities for housing stock, as we all know, we have some of the most uh, outdated housing stock here or oldest housing stock in the country, uh, which surprised me because I've been to 
Massachusetts and near Boston, they have homes that are built in the 1700s and still exist so, and still occupied. So I'd have to you know, take a little question of that. But you know, I think the housing issue is big, but I think we need to look at incentives going forward. Uh, very surprised, very excited about the commitment she made, one, uh, to our clean waterways. She mentioned Chautauqua Lake is one of them. Uh, but also her commitment to mental and public health. That's cr mental health is a huge issue here in New York State as well as Chautauqua County. So um, again, surprisingly, not a lot of negativity, although there are a couple things behind the scenes that we as the county executives are, are looking at. But we have made a commitment uh, that a unified front working with the governor uh, is the approach we're going to be taking. And we'll see where it goes from there. Thank you. Um, let's move on now to Greg Bacon with the Post Journal and Dunkirk Observer. Greg? She touched on it briefly, the governor did, but what's your thoughts about uh, her comments regarding population loss, uh, specifically how people aren't moving necessarily down to Florida, uh, but more to neighboring states, including Pennsylvania? And what do you think can be done about population loss? Well, I think one of the things we need to do is become more business friendly. Uh, you know, a couple of, there, there are multiple levels of taxing jurisdictions. You know, you have towns, villages, the county, our cities, school districts. Um, it's interesting. Uh, you know, people are relocating. And it used to be for the snow, right? But we know we've had some pretty mild winters, so maybe that might not be the case anymore. I think, personally, I think there's just the, the opportunity um, or lack thereof. Uh, but now, to be honest, I've also was, uh, someone reached out to me over the holiday and said, you know, hey, I'm a young professional here. There's 10 other families that... You know, we all have uh, a, a significant, you know, combined income here in Chautauqua County. We work remotely. So, you know, why don't we pivot and try to bring uh, individuals here to work remotely? It's a beautiful place to, you know, to, to live, to stay, to grow, raise your family. So, uh, you know, I think affording opportunities to bring, you know, a lot of, a lot more re remote work, uh, I think is one way to do it. But the, the business climate is still very challenging here in New York State, you know, between our, if you're going to get into hospitality, you know, in restaurants, you're looking at some very stiff public health laws when it comes to sanitation, sanitary code, et cetera. Obviously, we know it's to protect us, but we do a lot more. And, and, and you're right, Greg, it's, it's challenging to see, you know, somebody move across and save half, you know, half of their money in taxes. But I think the other thing that people don't realize is what do you get for those taxes? Um, you know, if you move to other areas, they don't have garbage pickup. They, they, don't, they don't have other amenities. They don't keep their roads as plowed. Uh, personally, I drive through Pennsylvania. I won't say their roads are plowed better than New York, uh, especially right here in Chautauqua County. So I think we need to focus on our, our business climate, our business environment here in New York State. Uh, but I've said this before, people look down on pilots, but pilot programs are what counties, the IDA, and, and economic development uses to bring business here. Even the governor herself will tell you that, that we need to draw more business, but we need to make the accessibility to business, we need to make the, the taxes more affordable, and we need to make other, for example, you know, we have significantly increased our minimum wage. You know, if you're in a restaurant industry, you know, for example, uh, any of our chains, you know, Burger King, McDonald's, Wendy's, Tim Hortons, the like, you know, you substantially increase your minimum wage, which that cost has to be reflected on your on your you know, your patrons. So, I think there's a lot of things. Uh, yeah, I think that jump in minimum wage is going to be detrimental going forward. But um, again, we'll see. I think there's a lot of tricks that that, that are. 
that are up the sleeve of, of state government that they could, you know, change to, uh, you know, make it more enticing to stay. But I know there's a lot of people that are moving back. People have moved away and are coming back, and I think that's incredible, and we're going to continue that effort. Um, I believe we have someone here from WNY News Now. Uh, if you'd like to ask a question, please do. Oh, yes. Hello, uh, Mr. Wendell. Uh, uh, so, yes, clearly, I mean, a lot of uh, hopefully good things in the state of the state address. And well, obviously, like you said, no more once the budget gets unveiled. Uh, do you foresee any issue, potential issues uh, with co cooperating with the state whenever it comes to implementation? I don't see any issue. I think, you know, many times, as the, even, even the unfunded mandates, we still, you know, implement and we move forward with. I had a great meeting today with, uh, you know, another outside agency that we work with uh, to provide grant funding to Chautauqua County. It's a, a lot of opportunities. So there are initiatives we started. There were unfunded mandates that we could get funded through these grant opportunities uh, at the federal level. So, you know, I don't, I don't think we're going to, not work with the governor. I don't think the, the, the county is going to not implement those changes or those those mandates. We have to, but uh, our newest county executive, uh, Ed Romaine from Suffolk County, you know, very staunch on, you know, pushing back from the unfunded mandates. And again, it's interesting that the state could tell you, you must do this and you must pay for it because we're not going to do it. We're not going to pay for it. It's a unique Unique paradigm in, in government, right? You're, you're being told by the higher authority, you must do this and you must pay for it. We're making you do it, but we're not going to help to pay it. So that's a challenge, but this isn't anything new. You know, we all find ways to make this happen, ways to make it work. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm optimistic. Um, I think opportunities are going to be there and, you know, we'll, we'll deal with it as we have to. And again, if they're mandated, you know, we still have to perform those services. Thank you. Yep. Uh, let's move on to WKBW. Uh, I believe uh, we have Michael Wooten with us. Hi, sir. Nice to talk to you. Um, I apologize. I joined a couple minutes late, so okay. forgive me if this has okay. been asked. I guess I, I would just wonder, um, was there anything that you didn't hear from the governor yesterday that you hope over the next few months does become an issue um, that's addressed by the legislature? Uh, you know, I think one of the things we talked about when you're looking at public health and public safety, mental health, we have to look at bail reform. Um, you know, I think the, the overwhelming change that occurred um, was, was drastic. You know, we had a round table with our congressman here in Chautauqua County uh, discussing the fentanyl issue. And you know, the, many, the only treatment many of these people get um, are right here being incarcerated. You know, we've had instances where mothers have written letters you know, asking, how do you please arrest my child so they can get the treatment they need? Because outside, again, even if it's voluntary, they can come in and say, yes, I want to get treatment. They can leave the next day. Um, drug court does help us uh, accomplish that goal. I was able to attend the drug court uh, graduation ceremony last year, really excited and, and ironically ran into somebody um, later that evening that I had seen there. Um, and I, I recognized the person and they said, wow, no one has ever, she goes, I just, I, I, you know, she was a waitress at a, at a restaurant. She goes, I didn't think anybody would ever pay attention to what we did because, you know, drug court has its own stigma. Um, so again, you know, I, I think realistically, uh, we really need to focus more on bail reform and we need to make those changes. We need to keep those dangerous people off the streets. I mean, 
you know, let's let's face it. We saw what happened in Las Vegas, right? When somebody's trying to say we're gonna we're gonna give you probation, and you saw what happened, uh, and that was probation. That wasn't even incarceration. So, I think we need to look at that. We've had offenders here in New York State who are released, and multiple, multiple, multiple times, law enforcement are dealing with these people doing the same crimes. And at what point, you know, it basically what it is now is, you know, if you kill somebody, we're gonna keep you in jail. But how many times can you commit that crime? before somebody gets killed and that's that's something that has to change and that's that's at the hands uh, of the governor you know and you know the parties in in in, in uh, Albany all right uh, let's go back to Greg Larson okay so uh, it looks like Greg wrote a question so I'll read it here um, he says Senator George Barolo noted that the migrant crisis was a, a glaring omission in her state of the state message uh, do you share Barolo's concern that she did not announce any policy initiatives to address that issue. 100%. I couldn't agree more. Uh, to be honest, I reached to my right yesterday and shook hands with Eric Adams. The mayor of New York City was right next to me. Actually, in between uh, his liaison, Chris Ellis, was between he and I. But uh, sat, you know, uh, two seats over from the mayor, uh, spoke. We had met. I took a trip out to uh, New York City last year. Um, and met with the mayor uh, at Gracie Mansion along with four, three other county executives and our executive director from NISAC expressed our concerns. Uh, you know, Mayor Adams was there yesterday. Uh, and again, you, you would think that a $12 billion hit to the city of New York um, would have drawn some attention from the governor. Uh, we all know this is a federal problem right now. Um, we, uh, I've been asked to be part of a delegation to go down to the southern border uh, in looking like March, we're hoping it's a little bit sooner, Mayor Adams will join us, although he has been down there himself. People say you have to get down there and see exactly what's happening. And he told me, Mayor Adams looked at me, he said, you know, he goes, County Executive, what you saw in July is nothing, nothing like you'll see in New York City right now, which is scary because we know it's gotten worse. Uh, so yes, the omission of you know, dealing with, um, you know, the migrant crisis. I've asked the governor the same question, and I'll, I'll pose it now, and if it gets downloaded or, or transmitted. We put New York State on pause during COVID. We can put New York State, because the governor's even admitted, you know, we're, there's no vacancy at the end. We're filled. We have no more room. She said this herself. Why won't she then put a halt, a one-year pause on sanctuary state status, and I'm sure Mayor Adams will gladly support a sanctuary city status pause in New York City. Give us a year. Give the lawmakers in Albany a year to work. Give local lawmakers a year to work as we need with the governor. Also allowing the governor to work with the federal government. We realize that border is not closed. No way. And I, I would question anyone to say it's secure. I mean, we see tens of thousands of people. You have asylum seekers or really illegals that have come across to the tune of 12 million in a year. That's the populations of some states. I mean, we have to get a better grip on this. It's beyond the counties, but it does impact. New York State, anyone will tell you we are the most impacted, impacted state in all of the union. Now, we've had our own issues here with asylum seekers in Chautauqua County. And by the grace of the open arms and the warm hearts of our residents, we have assisted those people. 
But as I'm told, over a year later, they still do not have the ability to work in the United States. This is ridiculous. We're allowing these people, they want to work. We all talk about workforce issues. That could be assisted by those who want to work. Let them work. But these are items that really have to take place at the federal level. The governor needs to work and push the federal government to make these changes. And, you know, there's nothing more we could say. You know, we, we talked about fentanyl. Fentanyl is coming across at our southern border, you know, by leaps and bounds. The interesting piece, our own sheriff <coughs> has been in contact with sheriffs in border counties in the south. And they will tell you, the Mexicans, Hondurans, Guatemalans, Venezuelans, they're not the ones coming over in the large numbers. What we're seeing are Chinese, are Turks, are those from Africa. Other countries are coming into Mexico and coming across our borders that way. This has to stop. The governor has to demand the federal government, has to demand the president do something, take stronger action to prevent and close our borders. Uh, speaking with Steve Newhouse, he's received uh, individuals flown into his county, not from Texas, now they're coming from Arizona. So again, this is evolving, this is pivoting, this is moving, but our governor needs to make a more direct stand and a more direct opposition to the federal government's discussion that everything is okay, because obviously it's not. If there are any additional questions, we do have uh, a few extra minutes. Uh, so feel free to unmute and ask. This is Greg Bacon again. Just real quick, um, has any discussion uh, taken place regarding Brooks Hospital funding? No. Uh, again, we have not heard anything on that. That's something usually around this time we get a call from somebody from the governor's office. Uh, again, we're all in support. They need to release that funding. Uh, I've said this to people too. There, there's two press releases that could be, that could be created, right? Governor saves health care in northern Chautauqua County or governor abandons health care in northern Chautauqua County. Releasing that funds, those funds are on her desk. You know, we've all urged, make the decision, get that funding out so this process can begin. Thank you. Thanks, everybody.